from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. I am my own affliction. I am my own disease. There ain't no drug that they could sell. No, there ain't no drug to make me well. It's the week of Friday, February 25th, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and here joining me in our Orlando studios is Ryan Hamm. Hey, everyone. On the uh, ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. So we, uh, we have a good podcast lined up for you today. I always say that, but I actually mean it this time. <laughs> we have an in, we have an in studio performance coming up later that you're going to love. It's uh, the group Hello Goodbye, which kind of encapsulates all relationships and interactions. Wow! If you say hello to somebody, eventually you're going to have to say goodbye to them. That's the that's the sobering truth of it all. That's why it's why I don't like meeting new people. That's a downer. Unless you're married and you both go down in a fiery plane crash. Yeah, but then you'd say goodbye as you were on going your down. way down. Yeah, would you? Yeah, unless you. What if you would were you, both? You were I both think, asleep. Haven't though, you ever seen you those like like almost famous and they're yeah. all like confessing to no, each other? No, I think I think the difference would be if you got hit by a semi there. and you were with there like the person. Like, but your, you're old your and wife. feeble and you're helping her across the street, sort of thing. And then yeah, bam, exactly. Just gone. You, you don't have time. You don't have time to say goodbye. And you're old, so you didn't. You don't have good reflexes. You didn't even turn your head. Right. You just done. Just didn't even know. That's true. Yeah. But so then, then, but then everybody has to say goodbye to you. Right. But you don't have funeral. to say goodbye. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So basically, at the best case scenario is that there's one person in your entire life that you won't have to say goodbye to. Yeah. But in that best case scenario, you just got hit by a semi truck. Right. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, if you're in some sort of like tiny, tiny car that could be obliterated by a semi, it could be more than one person. But if it's that tiny, they're not going to fit in the back. Well, just like what if it's like a clown car and there are like eight of you crammed in there? You maybe could have a baby in the back. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the best case scenario is you're just a hermit and avoid any social interaction because then you don't have to deal with either of these situations. That's a good call. It's that's very, my point. That's I, Jesse. Jesse with the biblical. That's suggestion. why I don't like meeting new people. It's exactly that. I think we should advocate for hermitude. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they're coming up later, and uh, we've totally misconstrued what they're what the band is about. But wouldn't hermitude be a cool name for a band too? <laughs> yeah, but it would be like it would be like a crappy jam band. Like they would, <laughs> they, really they would, would open, they would open for fish. It would make yeah, sense there'd be a if lot they were of hacky sacking yeah. going on backstage. It makes sense if they were like shoegazing, kind of emo, depressing. But you're right, they would totally be a jam band yeah. instead. Yeah. Hermitude like, opening for String Cheese Incident. Hermitude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's coming up later. Uh, but and we also have a preview of our 50th issue of Relevant Magazine. It, it's just releasing. Uh, it's our biggest issue ever. It's uh, robust, and and I I would venture to say, I would venture to say our best issue ever. Wow, it's exciting. This is a big deal. It's a b- Cameron fifty issues. Congrats. Thanks, man. Fifty issues. Uh, uh, other magazines uh, are struggling, and Relevant is doing well, and that's thanks to you all, our readers, our listeners, and we're really excited. And and I really think you're going to be, um, I think you're going to like this issue. So we're going to talk. We're going to tell you kind of the behind the scenes stuff coming up later about that. Uh, but up first, uh, your entertainment releases. This week coming out, uh, music coming out, we have Licky Lee with their new one, uh, Wounded Rhymes. It's I listened to it a couple times last night. Um, I like. I want to say I like half of it a lot, and the other half, her voice just kind of grates on me, and it's a little annoying, but it's like, the good stuff is really good. It's like good. super aggressively sexual, too. Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Unlike the last album. Yeah. I mean, not like... Well, the last album had a few lines, too, but... Few, well, yeah, yeah, a few lines. But like... But. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like it's not like an usually it's not like in a sleazy way. There's like one song that kind of is, but like more like in like a Song a, of Solomon way. <laughs> it's more like in a sexual empowerment. Okay, do kind coconuts of like, make an appearance? No, of, okay. no, no. Right. Fawns do fawns. <laughs> uh, Dropkick Murphys is coming out with "Going Out in Style." Dropkick Murphys. They yeah. have to be like sixty. At this that, point. What an ironic! Why well, become going out with no dignity left? <laughs> <laughs> PJ Harvey is coming out with Let England Shake. Uh, Isley, uh, a podcast favorite, Isley, uh, coming out with The Valley. And Anna Colvey is coming out with Anna Colvey. 
All right, movie releases coming out on Friday, Friday, uh, March 4th. We have uh, the Johnny Depp animation uh, movie Rango coming out, which looks visually stunning to me. Yeah. But but it kind of looks... I, it's unfortunate that it's coming out around the same time as that other alien movie with like Simon Pegg and oh. I think Seth Rogen's The Paul. Voice. Because all the all the commercials, I'm getting them a little confused now. Yeah. Paul. Is that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also coming out, The Adjustment Bureau, starring Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. So there you go. That's it. That's all? It's a, it's a week slate. When does Drive Angry come out? Not soon enough. Oh, okay. We talked about it last week oh, on the okay. podcast. I wasn't on the podcast last week. Are you sure? Was I? No. Yeah. I no, you did because you talked about that you were going to see it. You're going to take Kate to see it. Oh, opening, yeah. opening night. That's right. Opening I night. That. So I think Kate would get really mad at me if I actually took her to see it opening night. Would well, she, you should just tell she, her tough. Would she drive home angry? Mm, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the drive to the theater would be angry. It would be think... a very apropos situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. This podcast is brought to you by Act One. Based in Hollywood, Act One is the premier training program for Christians wanting to work in the mainstream entertainment industry. You can learn more about Act One's flagship summer programs in screenwriting and producing, which begin in June. Application deadlines are fast approaching. Check it out, actoneprogram.com. You're listening to The White Stripes. Oh, bringing it back. Uh, the song is Icky Thump. And, and, and I'm, I'm realizing that there's a theme here, right, Chad? There is, yes. Every song you hear on this podcast is uh, an artist that was on the cover, by the, looking at the list, the cover of uh, one of our 50 issues of Relevant. So it's kind of a thematic encapsulation of the musical range. That we've covered. So there's White Stripes, uh, R.I.P. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Switchfoot with uh, their classic Mess of Me from Hello Hurricane. Uh, they, they, John Foreman was on the cover of issue number 16, which was September 2005, and issue number 42, November 2009. So that was just a year ago. And do you remember that college issue that came out where yeah. Switchfoot was on the cover? Okay, so when Jesse worked here, we did a one-time relevant college edition Okay, this isn't the college guides that we do now. This was like a college edition. It was a free version of Relevant that we distributed 250,000 copies on college campuses. And uh, John Foreman carried that cover too. And, yeah. and we never did it again. <laughs> not, not because of John. It was just, Thanks a lot, John Foreman. It was really expensive to print 250,000, yeah. even though it was like this smaller version of Relevant. It was just, it was just very cost prohibitive. Um, White Stripes, incidentally, anyone, anyone? Issue number 44, March 2010, was when uh, Jack White appeared on the cover. So it wasn't really the White Stripes, but it was Jack. Yeah. So, um, okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, uh, MSN Money has been running this, uh, this story about a dangerous new trend uh, that, that's sweeping across YouTube and the, the youth of our nation. Um, but, but their angle on it is the potential uh, rise in cross, uh, cost in insurance liability because of car surfing. Whoa. Okay, so so they're saying, you know, I, we know it's a big trend right now for kids to get on the top of a moving vehicle while their friends drive it. But, you know, if you get bring up your insurance premium, so which for for some reason, if it I don't think kids that are, are jumping on top of cars going 40 miles an hour are really their primary concern is insurance premium. So this sounds like that. Wait, wait, don't tell me segment where uh, we like they list three three items that are a trend that's happening and one of them's real and yeah. the other two are fake. And yeah. that sounds yeah. like a fake one. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, it definitely does. And and I was thinking, you know, I think what would really solve this is if we had, um, you know, the the original father of this dangerous trend come up and issue a public apology. And I'm talking about Teen Wolf. <laughs> I think I think current day Michael J. Fox needs to put on the Teen Wolf outfit again and do a PSA for for kids. I think that would really hit home. Like, and it, it's one of those the more you know spots. Yeah, and like after he does, it pans out and he's wearing the basketball uniform <laughs> and he does a sweet reverse dunk. So it's just like, da 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 da. And he yeah, does a dunk. And, yeah, and then maybe, yeah, yeah like a, a, a really hot NBA star, like maybe LeBron James, tosses him an alley oop and he does a sweet dunk, yeah. just like in the movie. Speaking of cars and surfing, did you guys see the NBA dunk, champion, uh, dunk competition? Mm-mm. Blake Griffin's final it. dunk was he jumped over a car to dunk it. Yeah. He would have jumped over the hood of a car. And, and he landed throw? on the car. Yeah, yeah. Baron Davis pops out of uh, the sunroof sun yeah. to throw him an alley oop. Yeah. Baron Davis, who uh, days later now has been traded. Wait, yeah. Baron Davis got traded. Baron Davis got traded to, to the Cleveland Cavs. Cavaliers for that. Mo Williams. Wow, man, it's like the That's entire NBA trade. has been blown up. Yeah, with yeah. with uh, Carmelo going to the Knicks and then Darren Williams, yeah. best point guard in the league by by many accounts. Yeah. And if you don't think he is, you're saying Chris Paul is, but Darren Williams is a close number two. Right. Getting traded to the Nets came out of nowhere. Yeah. Came out yeah. of nowhere. And now, I mean, just now all the trickle-down crazy stuff happened right after that with, like, Barron just got traded. Hmm. So. Well, m- the worst part of that, that whole Blake Griffin spectacle, one, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a hater. You know, I think Blake Griffin's awesome. Yeah, I'm a the, huge, you know. huge Blake Griffin fan. But w- when the when the choir came out and started singing <laughs> yeah. "I Believe I Can Fly" on the court, and Kenny uh, Smith was like, uh, you know, trying to do this inspirational speech during all of it, it was it was the lamest thing I've ever seen. I was uh, Dominique Wilkins and a number of other people have said like we need to just stop. It, actually, one of the guys, I, it wasn't DeAndre Jordan, it was uh, Demar uh, Derozan. Um, who was one of the competitors? Okay. He said he's he's done the last two or three. Mm-hmm. Incredibly athletic guy. He said he's never going to do another dunk competition until they take away the props. Hmm. He well, said well, it's just getting ridiculous. What was not fair is that a couple years ago Dwight wanted to bring out a twelve foot hoop and dunk on that, they but they let wouldn't him. let him. But they this wouldn't year, let him alter the hoop. But this guy brought out three hoops. <laughs> no, two hoops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But still, I mean, three would three would have been something. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant could have done that. No, I mean that's yeah. the thing. Is like you're right. They used to say like, no, you can't modify stuff. You can't whatever. And it was a big deal that like Dwight put on a little cape, you know, to be a little showman. And now they're bringing out cars and choirs and extra I gotta be hoops. Honest, when I read about the choir, I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever. No, heard not life. in See, real life. It was really <laughs> lame. See, if it's it's either it's either no props or everyone has to use one because yeah. if you did that, just just take it where it is and go to the highest degree. I'm talking like I would bring a horse out there. I would have like flaming <laughs> hoops. You know, I would maybe have a jet pack. I mean, it would, a, a water slide. It would be awesome. You know? I could dunk with a jet pack. <laughs> oh, you could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think it kind of jumped the shark. Not, you know, pun yeah, intended. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I I would literally have them jump a shark. (laughs) (laughs) I would put a live shark in a little. Somebody needs to do that next year as a social commentary to how far it's gone. It's true. What if he misses though and actually gets eaten? (laughs) (laughs) That's why you get a toothless shark. So they're saying, you know, everybody's like, oh, Kia is a sponsor of the NBA, and they're, you know, well, apparently Blake, they, the NBA came to Blake and they said, you know. Do you have any ideas? And he said, I don't know. Can I, I jump a car? You know, and they're like, actually, you know, we can make that happen. And so the NBA then worked out their deal with Kia. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so Blake says it was his idea. But the controversy was that there's a, uh, he asked, Blake asked his Twitter followers for ideas. And this guy wrote back and he had, and he's been showing it. He wrote back and said, you should jump over a car and have a teammate throw an alley oop out of the sunroof. Mm-hmm. And that Blake won't acknowledge that this fan is the one who gave him the idea. Scandalous. Him or his team. Yeah. And That's he, because he went to Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they're cheaters there? Just I, I just don't they like, like OU in general. Yeah, well, you're a Nebraska guy. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Well, see, I, I just think it's lame that they had the sponsorship element because it then makes the don't. And, and I'm no, you know, obviously I know the the way of the world. You know what I mean? I know, you know, you got you got you <laughs> to make sound so world weary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is I know the NBA isn't like, a you know, this nonprofit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know that, the, you know, they got to make their money. Their stars walked up to the T-Mobile magenta carpet, <laughs> not the red carpet. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Why did they just stop at the car? You know, the guy that grabbed the stuffed animal off the rim with his mouth and dunked it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Why, why not have like a Taco Bell burrito hanging off and he takes a bite <laughs> and dunks it? You well, know what I mean? He, just bring it, bring all the sponsors The toy out. was, was the, the bison from the, the Thunder mascot. It was his mm-hmm. team's, oh, it was his team's yeah. mascot. I think a burrito still would have been cool. <laughs> he could have done the five buck box. <laughs> you eat the entire five buck box before you come down. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to cram it while you're running down the court and then dunk it. I like it. All right, what do you have, Ryan? Well, there are reports kind of circulating all over the world. I found this article in a British newspaper, but um, it was also on MSNBC, I think. And uh, there's this family uh, in Serbia. And their seven-year-old kid is apparently intrinsically magnetic. Like, stuff sticks to him. All metal objects stick to him. Magneto. Right. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this might be the dawn of the (laughs) X-Men. So, I'm just... What what happens if he try, like goes near a TV? They said, well, in the article it says that he's his parents don't let him go near the TV or computer because it shuts them off whenever he gets well, too near. I them. heard he was home alone one time and was stuck to the refrigerator for like three hours. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a good punishment, but it's so weird because like <laughs> yeah. you wait so here until your you dad the freezer <laughs> right next to our calendar. <laughs> you wait here until your dad gets home. No, he's just dangling there. Well, I mean. At some point, he's going to learn to harness his powers, right? It's only a matter of time, really, before yeah. he's, you know, you can shoot projectiles with his That's mind. That's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, like, I feel like if I was his parents, every day I would test him by throwing a fork. And if he could stop it in midair and start to reverse it and throw it back at me, then I would know he was ready. And, and if he hasn't, then it's more incentive to learn quickly because he keeps getting forks thrown at him. <laughs> exactly. It's tough love. Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll thank him one day when he's an evil villain, villain ruling the world. Exactly. Well, the thing and the thing I found, honestly, the thing I found weirdest about the story was not the fact that he could get metal things stuck to him, but that stuff besides metal sticks to him, too, like porcelain. Is he just not? Maybe his skin is sticky. Yeah, maybe he's well, just dirty. He doesn't have good hygiene. Yeah, right? like maybe he hasn't showered and just sweats a lot. Yeah, yeah so maybe may- he's like like yeah, one of those uh, you know hippies that want to save water by not showering. <laughs> or he's just a or typical eight year old boy and he just hates baths. And then all of a sudden yeah. his parents start sticking stuff to him and like, hey, look at him. He's special. Yeah. No, he's just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, we'll wrap up slices. Stay tuned. Up next, hello, goodbye. You're listening to U2. The song is Where the Streets Have No Name. A little, a little obscure single that you may not have heard of. It's from their album, The Joshua Tree. Bono was on the cover of issue number seven, March, April 2004. It was our one-year anniversary issue. Hello, Goodbye is an indie pop band from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, they're renowned for their DIY ethic, their shrill outfits, and having a particularly close relationship with their fans. History has it that the band name was inspired by a line from the TV series Saved by the Bell, and the general uh, transience of opportunities. Uh, They've appeared on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Last Call with Carson Daly, and now The Relevant Podcast. (laughs) Here they are performing Getting Old. Younger time was under careful lock and key. Now it's open tips and pouring out all over me. I 
Oh, what a shame about our days, you exclaimed I thought you had meant they belong Not till the night when I turned 25 I saw that I had it all wrong Was getting tired of letting all my hours pass. Oh, and someday, somehow, somewhere, everything would last. But oh, what a shame when I look at your frame. I know someday it will be dust. Not that I thought it's that close, cause it's not, but I guess it's just creeping up. It's not that bad It's all the time we've had Things that could be Became history We'll never know instead We're not too far gone It hasn't been that long Our empty cup Is getting filled up So we'll never have to direct Getting old That was Hello Goodbye. You can check them out at hellogoodbye.net. You're listening to Wilco. The song is You Never Know from their album, Wilco, the album. I like the title of that one. Uh, Jeff Tweedy and Wilco were on the cover of issue number 41, September of 2009. Uh, welcome to Roxy Weeman. She just joined us. Hi. I uh, wanted to take a few minutes to show you guys uh, or tell you a little bit about the new issue of Relevant, our 50th issue. Uh <laughs> celebration um we it's our biggest issue yet and uh we wanted to tell you a little bit of behind the scenes stories uh about it and give you a little preview uh you can check it out um if you're a subscriber you'll be getting it in the next couple of days if you haven't gotten it already um and if you're not a subscriber we'd love for you to become one um and if you're not sure yet you can either check it out on newsstands or at um relevantize.com. there's a a uh, digital viewer there and you can flip through it um so the cover of our 50th issue is 50 ideas that changed everything. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we wanted to look back from March of 2003 when we debuted to now. And, and, and our generation has changed. The spiritual uh, makeup of our generation has changed. The, the focus, the style, a lot has changed. And we wanted to uh, kind of look through and find the 50 things that changed it all. So we honed it in to five key Areas so politics, culture, uh, faith, social justice, and life stuff, which is technology and everything else. This is one of those behind the scenes. Um, Ryan and I wrote this section, and it was very like 
you know, if you, if you imagine what it's like to work in a magazine and you see it in a movie or something, it was very much like that. We were sitting on the floor with piles of magazines all around us and we were flipping through stuff, looking for trends and, you know, we look like mad scientists or something. It was very fun. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's broken up into uh, the five sections and, you know, really it's something you just have to experience. It's very visual. It's it, as we were going through it. I mean, I really, it took a long time. Very, we were very deliberate. There was a lot of discussion. There was mm-hmm. a lot of research. There was a lot of back and forth. And obviously it's tough to take, you know, a movement of a generation and hone it into 50 items. But it's when you see it in its finished form, it actually really does canvas it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising how, you know, reading it with fresh eyes late in the process, I really couldn't think of anything we left out. Yeah. Pivotal, yeah. important right. stuff. Right. right? right. If you look at the first couple of years of our magazine in 03, 04, 05, it was kind of like the sacred and secular was a major talking point. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of became accepted and the talking points really shifted to how do we help others and it not be about works, but it be about as an outgrowth of our faith in Christ. And uh, that's, that's something that's probably been the two predominant, I would say shifts mm-hmm. in our, in our generation since we've been publishing, it goes way deeper than that. There's a lot to see and interact with, and we would love to hear what you think. We'd love to, uh, for you to check out that section and uh, write us at feedback at relevantmagazine.com and tell yeah. us your thoughts. Did we miss anything? You know, and, and yeah, where do we go from here? Well, elsewhere in the magazine, um, there's a few little things here. We, we, we freshened up some of the design of the magazine. We, um, you'll notice there's a new body copy or a body copy font. It's the, a big deal. It's a pretty no. big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time. And well, I guess we changed our copy font one other time, but it was, it was, uh, for those of you who know type, it was a sans serif to a sans serif. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a big noticeable yeah. change. Right. We went, we went to a serif, which is yeah. a more traditional magazine look. Yeah. And uh, I really definitely, I mean, it, the magazine feels different because yeah. of it. It looks great. Yeah, I think so too. It's a little, I like, I like reading long sections and with a serif font. So I was excited. I agree. It feels yeah. more like a magazine Yeah, it, and it feels like, Hey, I'm going to sink my teeth into this. The drop spotlights some great artists. Uh, Play-Doh is a long, t- uh, a rapper that I- I've known for a decade because I've always been into hip hop, especially uh, Christian MCs. And uh, Play-Doh has a new album coming out. And uh, Chad, let's play a track from it. Here's one of his tracks. It's called Leon is King with Sivion. Baba, I got these dreams to accomplish. Sorry, I ain't seen the squeeze into college. For all of my faults, hey, at least I'm honest. How you measure success? Man, MGs have got us in the Nelson. Half and full optimistic. Wherever I end up, God will be lifted. That's where success is. That's where the rest is. Move over Sicilian. Swine ain't for breakfast. Pig is a copser. Don't mess with Texas. Especially the mic when I'm on the... Also in the drop, we spotlight uh, a, a singer-songwriter, Liz Janes. Uh, yeah, I talked to her and like I've been aware of her uh, for a while because she uh, did and still does some, but mo- like she did a lot of stuff with Sufjan, um, like around the time of Seven Swans in Illinois when that came out. Um, and I remember her really strikingly because I saw her. She opened for Sufjan at a show I saw uh, in L.A. in like 2005. And she was kind of like the audience wasn't like super into it. So she was like, Hey, let's sing a bunch of hymns. So she just started singing like campfire hymns. Like, uh, I think sweet chariot was one of them. And then she started singing a bunch of other ones. So and it was like back in 05 people, they were like just no visibly not into the music to the point that the artist just said, all right, I'll stop singing my songs. Pretty much. I mean, like, wow. yeah. And it was like, but she's like, um, I mean, in talking to her, she's just kind of that person. Like, she's just like, okay, let's do this then. And, um, but it was really striking because it was a bunch of, you know, indie rock kids there for Sufjan and all of a sudden they were watching someone sing campfire spirituals. That's funny. Yeah. But she's, um, she's making a lot of really great music and this, um, her new album is, does happen to be her best one. And she talked a lot about, um, kind of how her faith, uh, really colors her creative, creative process and, uh, gives that shape. Here she is. The song is, I don't believe from her current album. And even in your arms, I get so lost and lonely. No one ever told me love could be like this. 
Also, in the drop wrapping up the drop, we uh, we debut a new group, the City Harmonic. They are um, if you're if you're fans of like Sleeping at Last and and Aqualung, you'd like them a lot. So we we debuted their new album on the drop uh, at our website um, a, a few months ago, and w- when we tweeted it, I actually tweeted it, and I said Nashville's own. Yeah, they're from Canada. <laughs> so they retweeted the tweet and then we're like, yeah, but we're not from Nashville, you know, so <laughs> sorry about that, guys. Um, uh, so here, here's a, a clip of their new album. Here's, here's the song Manifesto. So, okay, getting into the features part of this, um, I was at a meeting uh, uh, several months ago, and I don't know if you guys know Ron Sider. He's a author, speaker. He's he's the person who back in the 70s sparked the Christian discussion about social justice. He wrote a book called Rich Christians in an Age of Hunger that was really controversial at the time because nobody was talking about that. And he was kind of labeled like, left mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. He's a little bit extreme, a little radical. And uh, obviously now that's totally changed mm-hmm. and people 25 years later are saying, hey, maybe that guy was onto something. Well, Ron Sider is, is uh, he's a professor and he's, and he's, you know, one of the leading thinkers and authors about these issues. So I was at a meeting a few months ago and, and Ron Sider is now, um, you know, older, much older. He's wise. He's one of the most respected Christian leaders, especially in this area. And he pulled me aside and he said, I want to write an open letter to your generation. And, and so I asked him what he wanted to write. And he said, well, there's four main things. Number one, I love your generation's uh, passion for social justice, but I want to make sure that we haven't forgotten the gospel. And where does evangelism fit into this long-term? Which is something that we've been talking about internally. Yeah. I mean, this it seems like, yeah, there's this tension and mm-hmm. it's easy to overlook Jesus in the middle of all that. And he said, and then he surprised me. And he said, but then I want to, I want to also like, I want to talk about truth and, and are you guys in danger of abandoning uh, an affirmation of moral and intellectual truth? Interesting. Then he said, I really hope your generation will honor your marriage vows better than mine did. Hmm. Wow. And then he said, I love that you guys are wanting to talk about dignity and that Christians shouldn't be known for their hate. But as you seek to respect the dignity of gay and lesbian people, have you guys really wrestled carefully with the church's teaching on homosexuality? It's easy to get caught up in the cultural shift, Mm -hmm. but what does the Bible have to say about homosexuality? And I was like, my goodness. I mean, these are things that, you know, one, one of the things with relevant we always want to do is, is challenge ourselves. You know, half the times when we ask questions in the magazine, it's not that we have thrown out our, what we believe, but we want to be open to being challenged, whether or not we change our view or not, we want to be challenged. And one of the ways we want to always do that is a multi-generational approach. We want to be challenged by previous generations, just like we want to challenge their generation. Mm -hmm. And so when he said these things, it just resonated deeply. Like, man, that is something we have to have to publish. And when you read the article, it's just like, yes, yes. Like, I mean, it's everything he says. It just really like it challenges you. And it just really rings true with like so much of what, of what I think our generation is thinking about. And well, there's those who are just caught up in the, in the, in the river, you know, they're just like, they're just, their eyes have finally been opened to social justice. And so that's just what they're passionate about. And they aren't thinking yet about it. But I think that there's a big chunk of our generation that sees the shift and they've seen the political shift and the views on gay marriage. And they've seen the shift Mm -hmm. and, and they are, they feel like the, the minority and they're maybe not saying these things, but they're feeling the tension of it all. And so now for somebody, especially somebody as wise as Dr. Sider to come in and just like hit the nail on the head the way he did, man, yeah. it's a challenging piece to read. Yeah. Uh, flipping the page, we uh, told opposite <laughs> tone, uh, the Decemberists. We have a great uh, conversation and feature on the Decemberists, one of our favorite uh, indie rock groups. Yeah. yeah, it was great because, uh, really soon after this article came in just a little behind the scenes thing we obviously get articles way before print but way like before. yeah like two <laughs> weeks after the article came in the decemberists went number one 
So it was a nice little like, oh yeah, we're covering the right people. I fully yeah. credit to the fact that Scuttlebutt got out mm. that they were going to be in our next exactly. issue. That's what I assumed. <laughs> yeah, people are like, well, then I need to see what's going on with yeah. this album. It's a great album. It is a, yeah. good album. Um, it is a good album. Chad, let's play a, a clip of of their song. This is why we fight. This is why why we fight. Why we lie awake. This is why. And something we do every March is our new music preview. This one I uh, enjoyed uh, a lot. This one is is kind of it's it's a new it's a new kind of approach for us. So why don't you tell us some of the highlights, Ryan? Um, I mean, one of the big things, and I mean, this is already proving to be true, is the kind of the return of a lot of bands that have been either absent for a while or just kind of fell off the radar. I mean, like already this year, we've had new albums from Radiohead and we, there's a new album from the strokes coming out. Uh, TV on the radio just announced a new one. PJ Harvey has a new album coming out. Yeah. So there's like all these bands that are kind of coming back and releasing music for the first time in a while. Then I think uh, a couple of the ones that are a little more esoteric are kind of about uh hip-hop and looking really at how it's almost the death of the hip-hop star i mean there are a couple of you know significant exceptions like uh kanye west or eminem who sold a ton of albums last year but you know you have all these uh random not one hit wonders but like they're sort of there and then they're gone really quickly groups um and maybe that's the trend now is that people are going to make these really hot singles and then kind of disappear from the radar until the next hot single comes Mm -hmm. back so uh, we talk about how every year there's someone who kind of makes indie pop. I mean, think about Vampire Weekend, sort of, you know, probably even your mom has heard Vampire Weekend at this point. Nope. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, this year we think that Young the Giant might have a big year. Uh, here's a clip from Young the Giant. Uh, the song is My Body. Uh, then we also looked at how electro pop um, is going to take over the radio. I mean, you saw that with LaRue. Um, and then we're really excited about the return of Yacht Rock. Um, now, longtime podcast listeners know that we here at the podcast have been advocating for Yacht Rock since at least 2006, <laughs> early 2007. Adam Smith, Jesse, and I, I mean, that. I mean, so I'm going to take full credit for the relevant <laughs> podcast bringing this back because, you know, we led the charge two years later. Finally, things are starting to emerge, yeah. but mm-hmm. groups like Destroyer and yeah. others. Yeah. I mean, groups like Destroyer and Gangs and even Iron and Wine's new album has like a lot of features of that. Um, I mean, if you want an example, here's a song by Destroyer called Chinatown that kind of uh, demonstrates the trend. talking to the sea I heard that someone said it before I don't care I can't walk away I can't walk away in Chinatown Um, we also wrapping up uh, the magazine. We have a few more features uh, or a couple more features. We have a Q&A with one of our favorite humorists and authors David Sedaris. Yeah, I just um, finished reading one of his books yesterday, actually. Um, It's a lot of fun to just hear from him. And he's um, just a great mind and very, very thoughtful. Every question that we asked him, it was just like this incredibly thought out answer with a lot of depth and just a lot of self-awareness. And he, he even talks about like just politically how he's he has a tendency to to only agree with uh, or to only watch things that he agrees with and he says you know how is that any different than than my dad only watching fox news or whatever and so it's just a very interesting very self-aware man so and it's really it's a great funny. interview it is yeah. yes and it's also funny yeah. as he always is on the other end of the spectrum not funny at all 
uh, uh, Brett, Brett McCracken uh, wrote a piece looking at our generation's um, move away from church while keeping their faith. And we really look at why and what can we do about it? You know, like, why is this happening? Um, what's the good in this? What's the bad in this? And then where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. It's a really, really thought-provoking piece. Yeah. There's more in the issue. There's a lot up front, a lot more in the in the back. Uh, recommends and other uh, reviews and spotlights and reject apathy and mm-hmm. some different things. So make sure to check out the new issue of Relevant. You can get on newsstands uh, nationwide or... Uh, go over to the to, to the website and you can view the digital flipper there uh, to preview it if you'd like. So there's your uh, look in the new issue, our 50th issue of Relevant Magazine. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, hello, goodbye. listening to Derek Webb. This song is Cobra Con. It's from his album Stockholm Syndrome. It's probably among my favorite Derek Webb songs. Hmm. Um, I thought that was a really cool album. I agree. Stockholm. Love it. Derek was on the cover of issue number 20, May of 2006. I can't believe it's been that long. It's time for another performance by Hello Goodbye. Hello Goodbye is out touring right now. They've, they've toured with The Format, All American Rejects, Sherwood, Panic at the Disco, Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, they've put out a number of EPs and two full-length albums, including last year's Would It Kill You? Uh, they're, they're currently out on tour on the West Coast, and for dates, you can check out their website, hellogoodbye.net. Here they are performing Finding Something to Do. I could see our fingers all intertwined All your wrinkles perfectly suited in mine Oh, somewhere down the line Probably be run out of things to do Hoping on to such of all feeding But what else can you do? Driving home tonight I didn't see the lights I was just watching you sleep in shotgun Oh, I could have crashed the car I could tell our summer was just in bloom Opened up the windows in the bedroom When you woke me up at noon I was waiting for summer to turn to fall Sick and tired of everything moving it across Oh Driving home tonight, I didn't see the lights. I was just watching you sleep in shotgun. I could have crashed the car. As long as there's something to see, I'll see it with you a whole. As long as the days can seem well find something to Oh, 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 after your love just leaves us to where you fall it through I swear I'll always follow you So you spent your better years bored with me Sad about waiting for eventually Which... I can't wait to see As long as there's something to see I'll see it with you As long as the days can seem We'll find something to do After you love to lead Just to where you'll follow it through I swear I'll always 
follow you. That was Hello Goodbye. You can follow them on Twitter at twitter.com slash it's hello goodbye. Uh, sent you a message, sent you an email. Hasty decisions we may still prevail. Both needed breaks, we both needed to bail. Walking through the corridors of my mind. The hideaways and nooks and things were good times. Memories certainly, yes, they still bind. Still a common man, and yeah, that's for sure. Still a bankroll, and yeah, still couture. But man, this thing that we had was much more. Come back home, don't be out in the world. It's a bad race, and no place for a girl. Amongst the scavengers, I found a pretty pearl. You're listening to Q-Tip. The song is Getting Up. Uh, it's from the album The Renaissance. Uh, Q-Tip was on the on the double cover of issue number 39 which is March 2009. Uh, trivia question, who shared the other cover with Q-Tip? Mickey Rourke. Yes, yeah, right. Were you here then? No, but I wrote for that issue. There you go. Mickey Rourke. All right, it's time for feedback. Now, we're going to do feedback the normal way this week, but Chad and I have been talking about some tweaks to the format. Yes. So uh, this might be the last week, maybe, that we do it this way. Uh, we have some new ideas planned for interacting with guests and bringing in kind of bigger name interviews. One of the things we were afraid of losing, though, is kind of the, the games and the interaction. Uh, but you can't, you can't have a three-hour podcast, you know? So what we're thinking is maybe this feedback section actually turns into an interactive segment where we play games with maybe a listener each week uh, themed around the, the feedback segment. Maybe we pick one of the feedback re- you know, responders and we call them to do a wait, wait, don't tell me-esque trivia game with real prizes and everything. So we're thinking it'll be more interactive and in that we'll actually play games with the listeners rather than just with ourselves. Is the prize Chad's voice on your voicemail? Yeah, yes. I will. I will leave no, your you home in. answering machine. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. No, I no. think I think he does voicemail. No, he does. Do. They've yeah. evolved it to say yeah. they've had to because people are like, I don't have a home answering yeah, machine. Yeah. 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 And it's still a lame prize. It's terrible. How dare you? Carl Castle on my voicemail would be amazing. I, yeah, I, I'm just I saying, but <laughs> the percentage of people that, that actually wait to get you, your voicemail message, what percentage of them would get it? Well, that, hi, this is Carl Castle from NPR. Oh, you know, <laughs> I guess like I have, I probably have, isn't here right now. I probably have a decent, like, uh, maybe a higher proportion of super nerdy friends than I would agree a lot with of that. People, so yeah, I would agree. They're all. They're <laughs> I would all agree like, with that. Like all the NPR freaks <laughs> that would I'm actually friends with would be super excited. I had um, oh what was it? I back in the day, I'm talking like ninety nine two thousand. I was uh, at a festival uh, and was hanging out with um, Sonny from Pod, and he wrapped my voicemail message for me. Wow. And I had people calling all the time <laughs> and just hanging up because a friend would tell a friend, like, call Cameron, oh, yeah. you got to hear his, his message. Because he did, like, a 30-second freestyle rap about me <laughs> as, and then did a, and leave your message after the beep, you uh-huh. know, at the end of it. And uh, I'm telling you, it ran up my phone bill. It was so <laughs> annoying. I stopped answering my phone. It was ridiculous. So I deleted it after six months because I, I, you know, I couldn't take it anymore. Do, do you think that is that foreseeable if Carl Castle left his voicemail on yeah. Ryan's? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Let's really it's really a burden. Yeah. It's a curse. Well, I was Ryan say. just gets blown up because of this <laughs> Carl Castle voicemail message. Then I really would have the nerdiest friends ever. I think like I feel like once a year they should do like the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, don't tell me. And like you get Ira Glass to leave the message. That would be. Well, amazing. that's what I was gonna say. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Would you rather? Okay have Carl Castle leave you uh, do your voicemail message that mm-hmm. you could have forever if mm-hmm. you wanted yeah. or you have a private little lunch or a cup of coffee with Ira Glass and he interviews you and you spin some really interesting yarn uh, with a thematical antidote oh absolutely the Ira Glass lunch but, but, no but it's not recorded oh it doesn't matter just say you had lunch with Ira Glass like yeah, you yeah. could leave that on your voicemail. I'd love to hang out with Ira Glass. Like, this is Ryan. I had lunch with Ira Glass. Yeah. Leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week, one, one story. That would be amazing if he spoke like that the whole time. This week, one story. By the way, I'm Ira Glass. Is this American Life? Our story to now in three acts. <laughs> Act one, Ryan, the man, the student. Oh, that would be great. One appetizer. <laughs> 
two entrees. (laughs) One Diet Coke. And a bill. And a bill bill. that Ryan will be paying. (laughs) All right. So, so. Or, or, or would you rather have something or would you, okay, this is the choice. All right. (laughs) No, this is the new choice. Okay. Okay, So it's, (laughs) it's the Carl Castle, uh, uh, voicemail Uh or they, they do a short clip of you and edit it to make, um, their boss, Tori Malatia, uh-huh. act like he's saying something funny with a quote that you said. Oh, that would be great. Oh, man. So that, wait, so that's the choice, either that or Carl Castle? Yeah. I would want the Tori Malatia one. But you don't get credited as it. That's, that's You're okay. You're just a man on the street or something. That's okay. And okay. then you'd be like, I'm Ryan Ham. I was the voice at the end of episode 37 of, of <laughs> This American Life. Well, Leave I would totally, after the beep. I would totally call all my friends and be like, make sure you listen to it to the end of this American life this week. Okay. So what we're going to do is we want to, we want to involve you guys, the listeners in in this segment, this new segment, this recrafted segment and game combo. So, uh, when we get to this week's question of the week and you go to the website and, and leave your replies, let us know if you would like to, um, be on the game as well as an option. There's obviously no guarantees. We're going to call you spontaneously. So what we want you to do is email us at podcast at relevantmagazine.com. And here's, here's what we want you to tell us. Uh, yeah, we've done stuff in the past. People called in. The audio quality is not great. So what we want to do is actually use Skype like we do with Jesse for the game contestants. And so uh, what we want you to do is email us with your Skype name. And, uh, and then we'll go back and forth with you and, and figure out a time that would be a good time for you to Skype with us to be on the game. But we want you to email us your Skype name if you want to be part of the games coming up or considered for the games. All right. So uh, last week we asked you, we wanted to know who you like to follow on Twitter. We asked you to, you know, uh, tell us some names and why. You went over to the podcast episode page and you posted your replies there. Um, and so here's a few that caught our eye. Uh, John B says that he likes to follow Drunk Hulk, who is pretty funny. Kiki P lists a bunch of people and then says Cameron Strang used to be cool, and now he posts pictures of his kid and rants about magic basketball. Okay, the only difference from the last ten, five years is that I now also post pictures of my kid because I've always only ranted about magic basketball on Twitter, so I haven't changed. Uh, Anna Christina uh, says she she follows uh, Christianity. It's spelled X I A N I T Y. So here's a tweet that, that Christianity recently said. In Times News, Comic Sans and Papyrus fonts banned by government and effort to disrupt church communications is one of my favorites. Uh, but you said so you really have to follow them because they're all hilarious. It's kind of like the onion meat stuff Christians like. I would agree. I like that guy. I like this guy. Uh, Jacob Crouch says his favorite is the uh, Twitter account of Al-Qaeda. And they tweeted, <laughs> bracing for attack by openly gay American soldiers. This war threatens to turn fabulous. <laughs> Which like has to be one of the best tweets ever. Uh, Kristen Diesel posted a link to, uh, it's not really uh, you know a Twitter feed, but Josh Groban singing the Kanye West tweets, oh, which is actually very hilarious. Clip, yeah. I love the Joshua Botto one says uh, Death Star PR which portrays itself for a PR team for the Galactic Empire. <laughs> we all know that I love Star Wars. Like, that would automatically make me laugh. I'm shocked nobody said Bad Banana. Bad Banana's awesome. Hmm. He's uh, He owns a marketing agency in, hmm. like, Nebraska or something. He's hilarious. Jesse, how do you feel about people con- uh, continuously wanting you to join the Twitter ranks? See, I, I've... It's not that I have a document. On, I found on you on Twitter, my friend. It's yeah. uh, CBN Jesse. Yeah, well, and I have Jesse Carey as well, and I just sit on them. <laughs> I have one that's just because I don't want anyone taking them. Because I haven't. But here, here's you're the really thing. worried I, about that CBN Jesse getting uh, hijacked by somebody. No, no, that one I. But I, I haven't really done anything. But see, the the one that's Jesse Carey, I was going to. Uh, do like funny tweets and i have a document on my computer um that has a bunch of funny tweets that i've written but i'm trying to establish should i do it as a persona because what if like my friends and family follow me they don't they don't want to just hear you know jokes all day (laughs) so so, well i I like i don't post a lot of facebook updates because i'm always confused about who the audience is you know like some dude that i went to high school with you know i don't know if he wants to just hear you know, my, my rants all day. 
See, that's but why I haven't I, completely ruled it out. See, I just tweet life stuff. That's why, yeah. like, I don't tweet as you know the guy from Relevant. I just tweet stuff that I'm thinking at the moment or doing. But, but you probably, but but with with your travels and things, you probably have more interesting things to tweet about. I tweet yeah. things like the Memphis airport smells like barbecue. You know what I mean? It's not exactly interesting, but it's true. It, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's observational. I, I, I haven't ruled it out. And like I said, I have a document that I've, when a funny tweet comes to mind, I write it down real quick. No way. You do not. I do. You're pre-writing your <laughs> tweets. Well, I don't want, I don't want to lose them when they pop in my mind. You just tweet them when they pop in your mind. That's, that's what Twitter is. Oh, I, no, I, I mean, I understand the concept. Well, see a lot of the stuff I want to tweet about. I feel like, I don't know if I can communicate in, in just 140 characters either. That's the challenge brevity. I know. Well, well, like something I would want to tweet about is like those Cialis commercials with the two bathtubs, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How did they get the, who dragged those bathtubs to the side <laughs> of that cliff? The PA. The production well, well, no, what I'm saying, I'm saying conceptually, we're watching the commercial thinking <clears throat> these two people are, are independently having a romantic bath well, on the side of a mountain. Okay, so I think the idea is that they're not literally on a cliff. I think the idea is that you being romantic with your wife, doing romantic things like taking a bath together, who has two bathtubs, so by the way. Puts you in a state of relaxation and ecstasy, like you're on the. Cl- I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest though. I'm not married, so I don't know how this sure. works. But I'm gonna go ahead and say, if I'm taking Cialis, not gonna use two bathtubs. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The whole, the whole yeah. thing, the whole image. I think I don't think works. Yeah. Because okay, even okay, even if I say, all right, there is a cliff somewhere, a very romantic cliff that has two bathtubs. <laughs> okay, it's clearly not hooking hooked up to any plumbing source. So that's why I think it's who metaphorical. Got the water there? And if and if so, that water's got to be ice cold. That's why I think it's metaphorical. Maybe it's part of a resort and they fill it. Well, like pre-fill it. If you're gonna go literal, we don't see what's directly behind them. They could be on a cliff top home that could be right out the back right, door. But then right. the plumbing thing is still odd. Well, but I'm just saying, like maybe you empty and one, it. Why isn't it just a hot tub out there? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's you. I think the Thank question. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not taking two baths. It's metaphorical. It has to be. But I don't under I don't understand the metaphor if it's metaphorical. It's just relaxation and intimacy. That's Maybe it's like they're using bath salts that would ruin a hot tub. Yeah. So it has to be porcelain. Yeah. So it has to be porcelain. And they have a giant house behind them. Right. So they have like, but they, I mean, they're obviously wealthy enough to own bathtubs outside overlooking a cliff. So presumably and to, they and to have someone fill listen, that bathtub. Right. They also have a butler. The only who time, hot water. the only place I've ever seen bathtubs in a yard is not wealthy people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and it's not a bathtub I would want to be in. No. Maybe they're quote unquote new money and they're not quite sure how to live yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, I know, I know. Yeah. They want, okay. So, so here's <laughs> what we've deduced so far. They, they're, they're recent lottery winners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're rednecks. Their, their yeah. first extravagant purchase is is a, a, an order of Cialis <laughs> and two porcelain bathtubs, no, along like, with a butler to heat water and, cliff, and build bathtubs. I think I think the clifftop home yeah. is the first extravagant. Yeah. One. Okay. Do you think they also have like a rusted out Rolls Royce sitting yes. in their yard and random other parts for the Rolls Royce, <laughs> which they're picked, which they're fixing up right now? And then they have like and then they have a designer couch sitting on their porch too. Of course, yeah. 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 Well, and it, and it begs the question: if 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 there's bathtubs, are there other bath like? Is there a sink or maybe a toilet somewhere <laughs> hidden on that cliff top? Also, I didn't see towels or, or shorts anywhere. Oh, that's a good point. So no, that's another point. You're going to be, okay, <laughs> even if they somehow heated the water, even though it's clearly not pl- not attached to anything, what, let's just say for the sake of the commercial, the water is heated, okay? Well, that's what I'm saying. You have I, your butler who brings by kettles of warm water. Yeah, but, but like Cameron said, there's no towels or ropes. Right. So the butler would have to bring them to yeah, you. Yeah, the butler could bring them to but, you. But it, well, I, did, I also but, didn't boy, see... Would that be a little awkward? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't see a bubble bath happening. So, maybe I mean, he's water a, is clear. Maybe he's a blind butler. But then he's walking off the cliff. Well, it's okay. You just yell yeah, directions You, you think him. a cliff is a good place You're to have like, a blind Jeep, stop. Yeah. Stop. I'm Come sorry. back three steps. Anybody who lives on top of a cliff does not have a blind butler. <laughs> I don't think that holds. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to give Cialis the benefit of the doubt. Well, occasionally, occasionally they're drinking wine too, so that had to get out there as well. Mm, Maybe true. it's at a winery. 
Maybe the butler. And maybe they stomp grapes in the in the tubs. That's true. Maybe they're maybe, actually yeah. in grape juice. <laughs> Who wants to drink that wine? <laughs> they're bathing in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's maybe that's really intimate. Maybe maybe they're at a level of intimacy that we can't even comprehend. Yeah. That they drink each other's wine. Body wine. Their body wine. <laughs> So what we've deduced now is not that they're new money and they're not rednecks. They are actually they own a vineyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they vineyard. They're just weird vineyard owners. <laughs> they don't have many friends. They live very reclusively on the top of a cliff. Their only friend is and a blind butler. And they're, <laughs> and they're nudists. They're nudists, and and their way of showing true intimacy is by drinking each other's body wine. <laughs> that is the grossest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's the only thing that makes sense though. <laughs> That's it. No other possible explanation. Oh. Okay, maybe this should be this week's question of the week. <laughs> okay, yeah. You, okay, but do you see how hard this would be to communicate on Twitter? <laughs> okay, all right. It's That's now, my whole point. All right, it's now time for this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, we want to know your theories on the explanation of the Cialis commercial yeah. where the couple is in two bathtubs on the top of a cliff. We want to know what you say is the reason, the po- any possible explanation for, for why that should be happening. And if you say it under 140 characters, Jesse has to apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can communicate it and get us a laugh in 140, 140 characters, I will join Twitter. Oh, <laughs> there's a challenge. Right, that's the deal. If you can communicate that whole rant or your deduction from that rant in 140 characters, I will join Twitter. Wow. All right. That's oh, The gauntlet's been thrown down. Yeah, yeah so there. Okay, and now, some, unfortunately, we are somehow tied to this theme for next week's <laughs> game. So uh, if you want to be a contestant on that game, uh, email us at podcast at relevantmagazine.com and give us your Skype name, and we will, uh, we will contact you. Uh, but to, to answer the question of the week, go over to this week's podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, and right there in the comments, post your replies. We'll read our favorites if they're safe enough uh <laughs> we'll read our favorites next week i say i have a lot of problems with implausible television commercials and not the but ones that <laughs> are, are present themselves as plausible so you just have a problem with all commercials well well uh, well here, here's an example the, the like uh, around christmas when the the, the husband surprised the wife with a lexus mm-hmm. or, or vice versa now okay. which one because there were several is it the one inside? Yeah, or the, the inside, the inside one where the wife does it for the husband, and it's this modern house with glass walls, or is it the one where it's out in the out in the driveway with the massive stocking? Mm-hmm. Either, either of them. It's, no, it's no, no, the, no, it's the it, scenario. It's a scenario in general. No, I think it's different. What? I think it's different because the one where it's outside. First of all, you have to discard the fact that they don't do a good job communicating about their household finances. Right. Okay, so throw that, well, that one out. That's the primary problem. Like, oh, sweet, Alexis, um, you know this is going to cost like $400 a month, right? <laughs> or, or, oh, no, actually, it'd be way more than that. It, it, or, uh, you know, he took it out of the retirement savings and paid cash. So either way, it's but, a but, really bad scenario. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, awesome. Thanks for buying a car and not telling me. Thanks for 60 you know? grand of debt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're awesome. And, and, okay, and when did he drop? Okay, let's say it's Christmas Eve. You know, where he's been storing this car? You know, I mean, if it's going to be a Christmas morning surprise with a bow on it, where is he mm-hmm. hiding that car? It, okay. And the, get the, it out there Christmas morning. I don't, the, the, uh, the one with the driveway, I don't have a problem with because late Christmas Eve, crap, we don't have batteries for the kids' toys. I need to run down to the store real oh, fast. Oh, yeah, that's true. He goes and picks it up. It's at a friend's house. He drives it, leaves it in the driveway, yeah. goes inside. No big deal. She's yeah. not going to go outside in the middle of the night. It's right. no big deal. The one that's inside the house, that's where the wife, it, that is a totally different scenario. Yeah. The husband is asleep. They go to sleep at the same time. She wakes up, what, three hours earlier or something like that? Mm-hmm. Goes outside, opens up. It's snowing. There's snow everywhere. Yeah opens up something that's so big that a car can fit through it. Yeah. Drives the car into the home, mm-hmm. parks it, cleans the car off because yeah. it's snowing. Right. Crawls back into bed. And cleans the floor off. Right. And yeah. shuts everything. Yeah, and cleans the snow off the floor. And exactly. then crawls back into bed. Yeah. And he doesn't stir. Yeah. And it's yeah, a glass house. He could just sit up and see what's going on on the other side of the house. That, that commercial maybe, made me maybe, sad. Maybe she drugged him. <laughs> <laughs> that commercial made me sad because I saw their house and I was like, that looks like the coldest home I've ever seen. No wonder they don't talk about finances. 
cold emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Clearly, clearly, they have a loveless marriage. Yeah, exactly. And, That's and, what I'm and, saying. And the, and the Lexus is just it's just a band aid on a bullet. Wound. That's what I'm talking about. It's just like it's one of those things where you wake up and it's like. Well, I got a Lexus. I hate you slightly less today. <laughs> Gee, thanks yeah. for trying to buy my love. Yeah. No. I would like yeah, waffles maybe this, and Maybe this and car hug. will fill the emptiness in our lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to go sit in our hyper-modern chair and look out our glass home. And she's like, I just want a fireplace with kids. <laughs> they had a fireplace. And then they argue about not having kids. There is a fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't have kids. That's clearly true. Yeah. Have you? I, here's one thing I've always wanted to do. Right, it is is get in my car and wash it really really nice. Not that I have like a brand new car or anything, but still wash it really nice. Okay, this is just it's a prank for for, for Christmas, uh, and you can play it on anyone. And so you wash your car really nice, and you get a huge bow, and you put it on on the roof of your car. Right. You go out to someone's driveway on Christmas morning, and you lean the seat back. So you're lying there in the car with the bow on top, and then you start beeping the horn. Okay? So you, then you see the family looking at the window, and the husband and wife are looking at each other like, you? You got me the car? You got me the car? You know, like they're trying to figure out who got who the car, and then you just put it in reverse and roll the driveway laughing. And then have you drive a couple of houses down and have do you, it again. Have you done this? No, but I've thought oh. about it. <laughs> no. But if it's a normal family and not the ones in the Lexus commercials, you know, they'd be like, did you get that car? Why did you buy a car without telling me? And yeah. they're in there are just arguing. Yeah. And you ruined and Christmas. Yeah. And, yeah, the and kids then, are yeah, crying. Then you just slowly roll back out of the driveway, <laughs> laughing and driving away. So I'm assuming you're alone at Christmas if this is what you're doing on Christmas morning. Yeah. Well, that's the reason I'm doing it because I want to ruin other people's Christmases if I got to be alone. <laughs> if I can't be happy, then no one will be. If I can't spend it on my family, I'm going to ruin some other families. <laughs> Bottom line, they both have loveless marriages and what they need is see Alice. <laughs> and bathtubs. And bathtubs. Yeah, they, need, yeah. they need to get those two bath. They need to order two bathtubs next year, <laughs> basically with a big red ribbon uh, yeah. bow on it and and body wine. Yeah, they need to make sure they get some wine grapes too. <laughs> okay, so if you want to reply to our uh, question of the week, trying to figure out any plausible scenario for the Cialis bathtub on a cliff commercial. Um, write in or go over to relevantmags.com and do that there. Many thanks to Hello Goodbye for coming through the Relevant Studio. Um, you can check them out at hellogoodbye.net or follow them on Twitter at it's hello goodbye, ITS hello goodbye. Make sure to check out the 50th issue of Relevant. It's on newsstands nationwide now, although probably not at Borders since they're going all out of business. Um, if you want to check out the digital edition, you can see it at relevantmagazine.com. It's right there on the front page. Or right now, you can order a subscription. You get not only all six issues of Relevant, you get four exclusive albums of the Relevant Studio Collection, which includes uh, unreleased tracks of artists uh, performing in our studio, as well as B-sides and limited edition other singles, studio singles, from amazing artists. The current one now features The Civil Wars, John Mark McMillan, Love Drug, and others. Um, so you get that, you get four albums over the course of the year, and you also will get, for the first time we're announcing it, you're going to get both uh, editions of our new magazine that we're launching this spring, Reject Apathy. So for fourteen ninety five, you get six issues of Relevant, two issues of Reject Apathy, and four albums. It's a deal you can't pass up. You can go over to relevantmagazine.com and subscribe today. We'd appreciate it. It would uh, help us stay in business. That'd be nice. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I, I would literally have them jump a shark. <laughs>